This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Our question, what is the craziest or the most scandalous thing that's happened at your workplace? 206-803-ROCK. Here's a weird one. All right. Russian guy is vacationing in Thailand. And he was caught on camera shaving a local barber's head in revenge for a dissatisfactory haircut that he had received. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the footage... That has been doing the rounds online for over a week shows a Caucasian man getting a haircut at the Salute Barbershop in Patea. Now, according to eyewitnesses, he walked into the venue and explained to one of the barbers there how he wanted his haircut using hand gestures because he allegedly did not speak very good English. So, at one point, the man, who was later identified as a Russian tourist, looked into the mirror and flew into a fit of rage over his botched haircut. He started slamming his fists on the table and swearing at the barber before picking up the shears and shaving part of his fringe as revenge. You crazy mother effer. The unnamed man can be heard shouting in the video. I showed you. What the F? Where are my bangs? What the F? Following the angry tirade, the Russian man grabs a pair of clippers and shaves part of the Thai barber's fringe before quickly storming out of the barber shop without paying for his haircut. The whole scene left both the staff and the other clients speechless. After he slammed the table, he grabbed my head, pulled it down, then trimmed my hair with his clippers. According to the 32-year-old barber, I did not retaliate, but I felt angry. I thought about yeah. several potential consequences. If I fought back, I was afraid of facing legal reper repercussions or losing my job, so I just chose to do nothing. He was forced to then have to shave his whole head, as the deep hole was impossible to hide. He also filed a complaint with the local police. They are hoping to receive an apology for the from the Russian man. Uh, that is going to be tough to get, considering the man has already left the country. Of yeah, you're not getting that apology. Wow. No. That is a... Uh... I mean, if I had to be stuck in a barbershop, not that you hope that happens, but you kind of hope that happens. So you ain't going to believe this, man. Got in a headlock and shaved the barber's head. Yeah, that's kind of wild. That I'm is, with you. That would have been crazy to see. I mean, I've seen a lot of people retaliate, you know, as customers, but that is, uh, that's next level. Mm -hmm. Have you ever worked in a place where people were actually stealing cash? They had figured out a way to flinagle cash or money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Did, they, they, get, did they get caught? They did, and... Uh, 
it's weird because some of the people you work, and again, this goes back to restaurants. Benning is running the registers on the wait staff. As cooks, we couldn't do it, so we stole food and toilet paper instead. But, you know, when they deal with cash, everyone figured out a different way. And some people, it was more of a loophole in the system. It's not exactly illegal. But put it this way, if you're in a casino, they'd ask you not to come back. You didn't break any laws, but you can't come to this casino kind of thing. But other people... But straight up steal cash, and to be honest with you, just the way the industry works, if you knew that they were, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, they'd run their system and kind of watch what they do, and we'd kind of chuckle. If they did not tell anyone and got caught for whatever reason, as stupid as this is, that's when everyone got mad at them. Because I had a couple people like, yeah, I run the scam, and this is yeah. what I do, like you said with the sodas. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not going to charge them for the soda. They're paying the cash. I keep the money. You're like, good for you. Who cares? But they tell you that. If they don't tell you that and then they get busted, I can't explain it for some reason. Like, you dirty low down. Yep. You can at least trust us. We're all up to no good. You know, I, did, I didn't experience it firsthand, but working down at the auctions, it's a it's a wholesale car auction. So it's basically, it's either rentals that have been turned back in or it is car dealers getting rid of the inventory that they can't sell to somebody who might actually have a better time selling it. So there's not a whole lot of personal cars that are out on these lots, right? So there's just, this lot is full of thousands of cars that are out there and we can't, it, not none of them are locked. Unless they're right. they're like a luxury car, none of them are locked. And so it's not out of the realm of possibility for somebody, you know, maybe you found something in a car, that you, especially working in the detail shop. When it goes through there, we're going to throw everything that's not bolted down away, away and out of the car. So I collected plenty of good stuff out of there. However, there were plenty of stories of, of some folks that got thrown out of the auction because during sale day or whenever, they would just walk out of there among the lot. Pop open a car that maybe they'd had a a knob that they, that's in the console that they needed, and they'd pop that thing off of there, or they would pop <laughs> this tire out of there, or they would they, they would just get the parts they need. Like there was one guy that got stopped by security because somebody somebody flagged him down. And was like this guy is clearly stealing stuff out of there, and he went full trench coat in his full pockets Subtle. of all sorts of stuff that he's just he picked thousands of stuff out of all these cars, and he's bent over the car. I want a witness. I want a witness. Somebody's like, stop stealing this, man. Right, just stop <laughs> taking it, man. <laughs> Also, I was going to say, a lot of bars and restaurants, especially bars, are just smart enough that they'll tell mm-hmm. the staff, like, look, you got this amount to give away. Right. They do. Yeah. Yep, because a guy, I remember working a door in Georgetown, same thing. Some of those bartenders, and this was a a super popular bar in, a, in the nicest, probably the nicest section of D.C. Yeah, for sure. So some of those dudes only worked one night a week, and they held on to that for years. But one guy was taking so much, the manager was like, all right, the tips are getting way too light. Right, because okay, we yeah, started kind yeah. of bitching too. We would get like fifty, sixty dollars a night. Now we're getting twenty five. Right, 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 right. That's, and I gotta hump all that beer up to your bar because you're kind of like a pseudo bar back. So right, man, you gotta tip me out. Yeah, come on, man. A Jacksonville Jaguar employee was fired in February uh, earlier last week after more details are emerging as to why. Citing documents filed by prosecutors in the U.S. District Court in Jacksonville, the AP reports the former financial manager. Uh-oh. Of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Amit Patel has been hit with charges of wire fraud and illegal monetary transactions. Accused uh, accused of lifting more than $22 million wow. from the team over a four-year stretch. Now, according Damn. to the seven-page court filing, Patel used the franchise's virtual credit card program between 2019 and 2023 to rack up purchases of... Various big-ticket items, including a Tesla and a Nissan pickup truck, a condo worth $265 in Ponta Verde Beach. $265,000, i am hoping. Yes, in uh, Ponta uh, Vid- Vedra Beach, 
well, a country club membership, as well as spa treatments, sports memorabilia, concert tickets. Uh, Patel is also accused of chartering private jets for himself and his friends. The monetary transa- transaction charge is tied to a $95,000 watch Jeez, that he purchased dude. online last fall. The Athletic first reported the charges against Patel, noting it's not clear what he allegedly bet on on online gambling sites. And when asked if the team wished to comment on that allegation, a Jaguar spokesman declined. Now, in his o- uh, role of overseeing the NFL team's departmental budgets, financial statements, and virtual credit card programs, he'd been working for the Jaguars since 2018, and he was able to duplicate, inflate, and even fabricate catering, hotel, and airfare expenses, among others, according to the court filings. The individual was a former manager of financial planning and an al- uh, analysis who took advantage of his trusted position to covertly and intentionally commit significant fraudulent financial activity at the team's expense for personal benefit. They tried to get the money back from one of the gambling sites and were unable to do so. I mean, what's the gambling site going to do? We don't know what to tell you, man. This guy's spending yeah. his money. We don't know if he stole it or not. We don't care. They just want to get their money back, but it was like DraftKings or one of those that they... Right, but I mean, that's... FanDuel or whatever the hell it was. But that's they, a tough one, man. You know, I mean, if I own a store, they're like, hey, man, this guy stole money, but he bought all these products from your store. They're like, okay. I mean, I, I yeah, exactly. don't know what to tell you. I feel bad for you, but you're not getting your money back. Uh, here's a text which makes me think of something. It says, a former job I had, there was a massive cheating scandal going on between two entire couples. Each husband was banging the other's wife. Well, long story short, uh, it culminated into a massive brawl with all four in a bowling alley that we worked in. People yelling, cussing, swinging at anyone. To my knowledge, none of the four have ever spoken again. I mean, beyond the divorce paperwork. I have been, and I've told this before, so I won't go through the whole thing, but one of the restaurants I worked in, there were three dudes that were just being very difficult at the bar. And so one of the bar bags came up, walked into the kitchen, said, hey, man, can you just show some meat up there? These guys are getting a little out of hand. So... We kind of stayed toward the back. They are asked to leave. Can we finish our beers first? That was a bit of a negotiation, but as they're fi- and yes, you can finish your beers. As they're finishing their beers, knowing that they're being asked to leave, they're just getting a little more belligerent. They're not quite drunk, but they're getting more belligerent. Everything kind of comes to a head. So finally, it's like, now we're demanding let you leave. So the three guys get up, and one of the guys is a monster. And I will always remember this. We're kind of escorting them out, as it were. And then big dude, he still he keeps jawing, so he's walking kind of slow. So we're kind of pushing him toward the door. And this guy turns around, and keep in mind, there's three of us. And he puts his hands on two of our chests and just says, quit pushing me. And he pushes us back, I mean, like 15 feet. And it's like, oh, no, right? Like, this guy's huge. And now it's just on. And I mean, everyone in this bar, it had to be 25 to 30 people, just like at the drop of a pen. There's a massive bar brawl. People are just throwing, like, people that know each other and are friends, they're swinging on each other. It was like delirium. It was absolutely insane. And all we're trying to do, especially, is get Big Boy out of the door. And I remember one of his buddies threw a swing, punched the owner in the face of the restaurant. To point out, it was a woman. Just dropped, which pissed us off. So we're kind of stomping this guy. Big guy's taking out everybody. So my buddy Carlos, who works in the kitchen with me, he weighed maybe a buck forty-five. Real nice, calm guy all the time. Well, I mean, like, the smokes or the dust is starting to settle. And it kind of comes down to giant man who said, stop pushing me. And skinny-ass Carlos. And Carlos doesn't seem like he's sweating this at all. And we're all thinking, this is the end of Carlos. And this guy swings to Carlos, and Carlos gets out of the way. And then Carlos punches this guy in the temple. I mean, just 
as fast as you've ever seen someone throw a punch. Big dude's knees start wobbling. Keep in mind, there's carnage everywhere. I mean, there's broken glasses, tables flipped over, all this stuff. But everyone watches Big Boy, like, just drop in slow motion to the ground, out cold. We're like, what the hell? Carlos is like, oh, I'm an amateur boxer. We're like, <laughs> nobody knew that, man. Nobody knew that. So the cops show up. We get it all sorted out. We finally get back into the kitchen. And, I mean, it's just, like I said, it is insane. It was like a movie. You know, I've just never been a part of something like that. So we get back in the kitchen, and Carlos is like, man, could have ended this quicker if I grabbed my gun. We're like, you have your gun here. He's like, yeah. We're like, start with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you pull it out, this will come to an end, and they will leave. Instead, like, my face hurts. I got punched by probably 20 different people. Couldn't even tell you who hit me. It's. Just, I mean, it was just fist and bottles and everything. Every bar stools. I mean, the whole place went crazy. What's stupid is we finally get these three guys out, including Big Boy. The cops deal with them. They weren't arrested, but the cops kind of get them away. When you walk back into the bar, it's the Brewer's Art. So you've been there before mm-hmm. in Baltimore, right? So you had to walk. It was kind of in the basement of a building. You walk back down the stairs. Everyone who had just been in a bar fight. Keep in mind, like, Ted, that's like you and me were throwing punches at each other. Mike, you smashed uh, Miles in the face with a bottle. Well, they're all back in there dead calm, just reset in the bar, sat down like nothing happened. And I'm like, you, what in the hell was this? What was this? You guys were fighting, and, and everyone just had to say, like, caught in a moment. It's caught in a moment, man. Everyone started caught up. Everybody started swinging like, I know I hit my buddy. I didn't mean to, but after he, he hit me back, we found someone else to hit. And it was dead calm after that. Like, That's a place where uh, we had a Christmas party one year. The Brewers Art? I believe so. Or that was at the Visionary Art Museum? Is this the chair of the Brewers? Yeah. Yeah, that was Same. the Visionary Art Museum. All right, different place. But either way, uh, so Christmas party, it's all this cool stuff. I've told the story before. There's a chair that's completely made out of toothpicks. Mm-hmm. So there's an artist, and he does all kinds of toothpick art. It sounds stupid. If you saw his stuff, your mind would you be blown. You can't believe it. There was a Titanic in there, a replica of the Titanic. In- inside and out. And it was Down to the furniture. All made of toothpicks. There were four or five other things that were just unbelievable where you could not even tell that this no. is how this was created, right? One of these things was a lazy boy-sized chair. Now, it is up on a podium. It is, it is, it is, it is being displayed. People are getting pretty drunk at this party. You're walking around. They're, they're, they're serving you tray food for the most part. Of course. There's a bar. <laughs> but one of the... The irony is, I did not know you then, and there's a very good chance that I was up there making the food that you guys were eating yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Uh, one of the women who is notorious for uh, being very bubbly personality-wise <laughs> uh, does like to imbibe quite a bit. Uh, she was... Uh, kind of swirling around and decided that once she got her plate of food that she was going to sit down. And when she sat down in that chair, the entire thing went into a million different pieces. Called and, toothpicks. And evaporated on the floor. I mean, it was gone. She was gone. She flipped <laughs> over. Legs go over. The whole thing. <laughs> the food flies. And now you're just looking at this and, and, and the room just stops. This is our Christmas party. Yeah, we're in, this we're, is a museum. We're in this thing about an hour and a half. This is a very nice place. It's very, very classy. Casey's on the floor. They finally get her up. You know, Didn't you say she was a larger carriage? She was. Yes, she was. <laughs> uh, she was one of those bubbly people who always had the rosy cheeks. Right. Always smiling. Kind of like the lady at the counter at trains, planes, and automobiles <laughs> yeah. before Steve uh, Martin berates the woman. And she kind of had that whole look about her. Very pleasant. Like if you went to her house, she'd make you a casserole. Either way. The whole thing shatters. Now, we don't see Casey for a couple days. This was like on the weekend. Did you laugh in the moment? Oh, my God. I mean, that had to be hysterical. Oh, my God. I mean, you're talking, you just damaged thousands of dollars on the display. 
not thousands. That's what we found out. Oh, really? So after the fact, because I knew the general manager, I was like, look, he's like, the insurance is trying to cover this. They are trying to cover this. We are trying to figure out a way to use our insurance to cover it. But just so you know, that share was well over $50,000. So we're just trying to figure out a way. And I mean, it was gone. I mean, it wasn't even, it was gone. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're gone. toothpicks. It was, it was one of oh, the yeah. most spectacular things I've ever seen at a work event in my life, man. It was just, and, and the damage was, and, and it stopped the party for the most part. Because yeah. Everybody who was working there now is kind of responsible for picking this mess up. I mean, what do you do, right? Because it's all, there's it's no, there's no just cleaning, toothpicks. There's no cleaning crew or anything. It's just, so now everybody's just picking up toothpicks. <laughs> And they're trying to figure out, do we save the toothpicks for the artists? So they weren't exactly sure what to do with them. I don't know. It was a, just a weird, freaking bizarre night. And the guy made all these in prison. Because all the other inmates would hand him his tooth- their toothpicks or their old wooden matchsticks. And this guy basically would soften them by sucking on them in his mouth and craft these incredible things. And sheer big ass broke it. Yep. That place, man, and I- I've said this before, this is really bad. This was not anyone's intention but it ended up being a really, really, really bad situation where somebody brought in a Shamiqua doll. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who it was, man. And it's it's a doll. It's maybe, I don't know, a foot and a half doll. Typical kid's doll, but it's specifically a black girl. All right? So it had become like our mascot for like two months. You know, we'd move it around the, the, the dining room, put it in the kitchen, whatever. Everyone enjoyed the Shamiqua doll. Well, after every shift, we'd go down this balcony, elevated balcony, and we'd get our shift drink, which is like drink until you can't anymore, smoke cigarettes, shoot the ass. Well, Shamiqua, quote unquote, is sitting out there with us. And we had just done some catered event, and we had a bunch of helium balloons left. So our big thought was we tied these around Shamiqua, and we let her float away, right? We're going to do our big goodbye to Shamiqua. That was the idea. We're all in on this. We all think it's just funny. Because anytime something floats away in a balloon, mm-hmm. hilarious, right? So we tossed the balloons around her. We realized, okay, we have enough that she can finally go airborne. Outside of this museum was this tall kinetic sculpture that spins around called the Whirligig. And even though this thing was directly off the balcony, and it would swing by like every 35 seconds and just be We knew what was there, but you get used to it. So... We go to launch Shamiqua, and as soon as we let it go, the Whirly Gig comes around, <laughs> catches Shamiqua. And now it looks like a noose has been tied around her head. Keep in mind, it's a black doll. So now it looks like some deep racist stuff has gone down. She's hanging by her neck on this Whirly Gig, but the Whirly Gig keeps spinning. So this poor doll is now just being whipped around in circles about 45 feet off the ground, hanging by her neck, which is just the happenstance of the balloons, right? Because the balloons popped as soon as it touched this, this sculpture. So there's nothing we can do. We realized, like, man, even if you tried to climb this thing, it's going to rip you in half because of the gears moving around and all this. We're like, what do we do? And it's like 20 minutes, and every time you hear the, there's a little Shamiqua flying by again. And we're like, this is bad, guys. But there's, like, literally, there's there's nothing we can do. So finally, we just close up shop. Everybody goes home. Get to work the next day. Everyone's trying to play ignorant, man. And, I mean, security guards, three black dudes, they are pissed. Hey, man, Joel, see who the F did this last night? We're like, no, man, what happened? Yeah, and what happened? Here's the thing. She's still up there spinning around. But it's not even... Oh, it's, the problem, day, yeah. it's a kinetic sculpture, so it just moves because the wind blows. Like, the fire department can't even just take a ladder up there because they're going to get smashed off their ladder and taken the F out. So, Shamiqua, for about two days, <laughs> it's this... And I mean, again, this museum, they have things like love on the side of their buildings and neon letters, you know, and it's all this... Everything's about encouraging, being good to one another. But if you visited that museum for about two to three to four days after that, there's this effigy 
swinging by its neck from the world gig. I don't know if they ever put it back. We never really heard about it again. Eventually, it was taken down, but we're like, guys, this is about as bad of a look. And, and even, so every day when I'd come into work, I'd make it a point to walk around the side of the building to look up, and I'm like, oh my God, she's still there. And even though I understood it was an innocent thing, I know how it happened. I'm like, this is the worst look yeah. ever, ever. Yeah, it kind of became a bit of a deal in Baltimore there for a while. Talking about racism, we're like, oh my God, we cannot ever confess to this. Now there's just black Barbies. I know. There's a black American doll girl in 1993. In 1993? Yeah, I just looked it up. Because it was, I didn't know that either. Don't buy anything from them. Don't. American Dude, girl? Don't nope. do it. All they right. never, ever leave you, you alone. You'll be on their mailing list. Oh, I know. I bought them for my niece years ago. Right. And I, they sent me catalogs every year. What the, what's the craziest you, or yeah. the most scandalous thing that has happened at your workplace? 206-803-ROCK. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. What is the craziest or the most scandalous thing that has happened at your workplace? 206-803-ROCK. A police officer on duty. Sent to check a suspicious car in San Antonio, Texas about two weeks ago. And he discovered 48-year-old Sheila Eubank inside, tied up with a rope. After being taken to the nearest police station, she stated that a stranger jumped into her car about 12 hours before she was found, while she was withdrawing money from an ATM in the city. She said that he forced her at night point to drive him to all kinds of places, a journey that she said included several drug deals. Eubank said that after they finished the kidnapper's errands, he attacked her, tried to strangle her with a rope, then tied her up and left her in that car. Well, police were not in a hurry to believe her strange story. However, as they found a lottery ticket in her bag, bought that day while she was, quote, allegedly being kidnapped. So officers managed to obtain security footage from the store where the lottery ticket was bought in which the 48-year-old was seen entering the store alone, seemingly unharmed, not in a hurry, and even lingering to have some small talk with the clerk. I just wanted a day off. 
Afterward, officers watched the security footage of the ATM, where she also seemed calm and unharmed. They confronted her with the facts and further questioning. And eventually, Eubank cracked and admitted that she just wanted a day off from work. Now she is facing charges of impersonation. I mean, again, like we said at the top, just call in sick. There's only 50-50 chance that they believe you anyway, but no one really investigates. But you're going to tie yourself up and wait in the car for cops to find you. Because you wanted a day off. That doesn't seem like a bit much. Seems like a lot. Well, it kind of ruins the day off, too. Well, yeah, right. If, you if took I'm your day, day off. off. I want to lay back on the couch, you know, watch TV, play games, whatever it is. I don't want to have to sit in the back of a doggone car to make it look viable as to why I took the day off. <laughs> right. I'd just spend your day off. Oh, tied up in a car until the cops showed up. Right. Then I'd lie to the cops What's and then the go point? through all the points. It's yep. good work. I'll, I'll, one more. One more. That is a lot. A woman in Utah is facing charges after she allegedly made up a bomb threat so that she could leave her job early. According to the Summit County Sheriff's Office, a 21-year-old from Colville sent her father a text message. Call 911. There's a bomb threat at my job. The father then alerted police and officers were dispatched to the Park City outlets, where the woman worked as an assistant manager at the Rue 21 clothing store. During the investigation, it was found to be a fake threat, according to the police. The assistant manager admitted to calling in the threat to her father because she just wanted to leave work. The sheriff's office said the issue was resolved quickly, as no evacuations actually took place. My now, God. At least that one makes sense, though. Because now you get threat? to leave. Yeah, at some point somebody's going to come up and, and, and notice that there is no bomb in there and do not do that. But, but also you're freaking your own family out. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm the father and my daughter mm-hmm. sends me like, I'm freaking out, man. Sure. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm calling 911, but then I'm driving Absolutely. to the location. But at least then you get to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did get to go home. <laughs> yep. She's not spending the day, you know, as a hostage on a fourth floor to make it actually look convincing. Yeah, I, I do appreciate hers more than the tied up in the car. Right. I'll, I'll give her that, yeah. but not by much. So I'm, I'm going to take things back to the auction here real quick. Another thing that we have out there that uh, uh, dealers can go go and check these cars out before they before they go out for sale. And this, this can happen days before the auction as well. But we also have a test track that's out there that they can actually get them up to speed and see how the okay. car handles before they put them out there. Because contrary to popular belief, they do want to get good product out there on their lot. <laughs> yeah. They do want reputable cars that they can sell out there, right? And uh, we did get this story uh, many years back. Of an accident that happened out there. Somebody had grabbed a sports car. It was like a souped-up Mustang or a Challenger or something like that that they roared on down there, and they and they burned it out there at the at the end at the turnaround. Came on back. They lost control of the thing, tipped it on its side. It it skidded <laughs> along the thing, ricocheted into the fence. They wrecked this this high-powered sports car, right? And so the manager goes out there and he and he and he's talking with the dealer and says, "Yeah, I get it. Accidents happen, man. I know." So, how much were were, were you thinking? Were, were you hoping to hoping to get this car for? He says, honestly, I wasn't hoping to get the car. I didn't plan on buying it at all. I can't afford this thing. I was just test driving oh, it, just no. to just to joy oh, the thing. No. And it wasn't even him. It was the guy's kid who had his girlfriend oh. in the car, mm. and they went out driving the thing. Jesus, man. <laughs> so, needless to say, that price tag got a little bit higher for that guy. Yep. Wow. What are they charging, do you know? I don't remember the actual price of it, but but they got full value for the car. I guarantee it. Okay. We go to Massachusetts. This is a wacky one. A janitor at, uh, at uh, Plain Ridge Park Casino charged with trying to poison two co-workers that she did not want to work with by intentionally pouring chemical cleaner into their sodas. 
A spokesperson... They'll never taste that. ...for the Attorney General said that uh, Alexandria Martel pleaded not guilty to two counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, as well as two counts of attempted poisoning. Police said that they arrested Martel Tuesday at the casino shortly after co-workers reported that their sodas had been tampered with while left unattended in a storage room during the break. Now, the co-workers, who were described as a man and a woman from Pawtucket, later returned to the room and each took a sip of their soda before both spitting it out. They both said their drinks tasted like they contained chemicals. Uh, court documents note that investigators saw Martel on security standing in front of the drink cups, raising her arms as if she was pouring something into the sodas. <laughs> when questioned about it, authorities claim Martel admitted pouring a small amount of cleaner into the cups. She allegedly told investigators that it was a spur-of-the-moment decision, but that she had problems with the co-workers for a while because the woman would accuse her of not cleaning her bathrooms and not inviting her to breakfast with her co-workers. Oh, my God. According to court documents, Martel said she hoped they would get nauseous, so I wouldn't have to work with them tonight. She was held on $500 bail with a condition that she stay away from the casino and have no contact with the alleged victims. Wow, man. Try to poison I mean, look, I get not liking co-workers, right? There's a lot sure. of jobs, but, like, you're going to kill them and poison them? Well, she just wanted them to go home early that day. That <laughs> was her argument. I wasn't trying to kill them. I just wanted them to leave early so that I didn't have to work with them. There is a dude who did straight up try to poison a couple of his co-workers over a period of, like, 18 months. Some, like, Berkeley engineer guy. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember what. Oh, he was using, it was, like, cadmium, right? 18 months? Cad oh, right, cadmium he, uh, in her food and water. Yeah, for 18 months, he'd use a small amount. I guess it's that, what, radioactive, toxic, poisonous, whatever the word might be. So he can only do a small amount, you see. Because if he did a big amount, then they immediately go, she's been poisoned from this, who has access? But as I understand, if you do little doses over a long period of time, typically medical examiners will come up with like three other things before they piece together. That, you know, so you can say it's a bad heart condition. Or her, her bones were breaking down. But but it's a result of this thing that you're putting in someone's food or drink. That just seems ridiculous. 18 months. 18 like, I can't months. imagine ever being mad enough that I wanted to kill somebody. But staying mad for 18 months? For 18 mm -hmm. months. It's like, yep. damn. I got a 15-month cutoff. If, if my poison has not affected you. So, Ted, you got another two weeks, you're in the clear. I mean, that's just kind of evil. I guess we're well, killing in general is evil. But, but that's it's different. Yeah, that's it's different. Yeah, it's really bad. Like I can fathom a crime of passion, right? Or just losing it one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people snap. But like when you what, snap happened, what happened to Mike? Like I don't know. <laughs> but I suggest you stop asking, or maybe you will disappear like Mike. He liked to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. More from the comments. The Aren't big, you having fun? <laughs> the uh, big bosses in a newspaper scolded the entire staff for spreading a baseless rumor that the manager was sleeping with a head of shipping. Okay. Then a week later, they got yeah. arrested while having sex in a car, in a park. Uh, baseless. Absolutely baseless. Yep. That's such a manager move, too. It is. Scold everybody. Like, listen, it wouldn't be a rumor. I got news for you. I have worked in the corporate world for a long time. Thrills, so I went earlier. Bars and restaurants, it's kind of out the window. It's a different thing, right. You know. But, I mean, when I worked at the AFL, any radio station I've worked at, like, you can't cover it up that well. You can. Oh, and you can tell. People interact a lot different, and then if there's ever an event where there is booze around, you'll people, find they're out. They're terrible at it. Mm -hmm. So I said I appreciate that about bars and restaurants. So it's like, look, man, coworkers have sex. Bars and restaurants go like, yes, we do. 
and yeah. nobody, right? It's not scandalous. It's none of that. It's none of that kind of crap. It's going, they've been banging each other on and off for the last three years I've worked here, and nobody cares. They said, well, the manager's sleeping with her. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what? But right in the corporate world, it's like, hey, man, you, you can't talk about that. No. But listen, it's called gossip. Yeah. If somebody saw something, and when there's gossip on a coworker, it can be good gossip, it can be bad gossip, it can be, man, they have the smelliest farts, don't follow them in the bathroom, they're sleeping with this person, like, it gets around. Sure. No. Right? It's inevitable. Yeah, and then, right, and then if the boss comes out and is, like, angrily scolding everybody, like, completely baseless. Like, like mm-hmm. all right, so it's obviously happening. Yeah, they, we, we know it's happening. <laughs> yep. and it was, we had a, a woman that worked here, was years and years and years ago, we did not know that she had a crush on Miles, and we were doing an event, and... The alcohol starts flowing, and I guess she, at that point, started making her feelings towards you a little more clear. Miles was not interested. No big deal, right? This was on a Friday or a Saturday. But we get to work that Monday. That person was no longer working here. So we went to the then sales manager and said, what happened to so-and-so? She's like, she was so embarrassed after that event that... I don't and, remember and saying anything mean. You did, I, I was, you did oh, not. Oh, she quit because she, she was quit, embarrassed? And, and that manager at the time... Who we were all very good friends with. She was like, she doesn't understand what it's like to work here. Nobody cares. No. But she was so embarrassed. Yeah, she literally quit. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, it's not like she Do I know any, who this is? I was, no, I, I think was, she was here well, before you were, and she wasn't, like, making a fool of herself. She, it wasn't anything like that. Just admitted to it, and that was enough. I mean, no, yeah. I said, look, I, I, she probably didn't know I was married, maybe. So she just, I think basically what I said was, oh man, that's that's really nice. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm married. You know, right. like I can't. You said there was I, nothing. No, there was not. Like I, I didn't say like. Well, I don't think she ever meant for it to get out at all. You said the alcohol started to flow there, so maybe she Correct. just got a little bit loose and decided to tell him. And I mean, it wasn't worth was like, leaving your job. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what that happened. Felt awful. I was like, Jesus, man. <laughs> I don't know, why did she quit? Right. Like, like I, I didn't. I mean, typically, look. I mean, that's her choice. And it is her choice. Yeah. But we're like, damn, man, ease yeah. up. It, it's fine. <laughs> no, trust me. I mean, <laughs> it does. Miles Montgomery breaking hearts no, and I, losing if jobs. I, if I said, if I had said something that I thought was, you know, not appropriate, no, you really that, didn't. You really, which is unusual for you. That's but what I'm you saying. Actually, like, I did. Typically, guilty as charged on that. That, that was that, that was not the case <laughs> on that one. Uh, one of the texters says, "Hey, well, of crushes on Miles, okay." All right. I was, this was when we were younger. You know what I mean? Like, this was a long time ago. So I, yeah, 12, 15 years ago, I guess. But I don't really, like, I, we, we came back to work and someone told me, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> right. I felt awful. Like, I, I kept, I know re- you felt bad. I kept replaying in my head, like, what in the hell? Love it. Yeah, yeah. As far as more scandalous things uh, from the comments, someone's boss allegedly mixed her own pee into the water cooler. And let her employees drink from it. Oh, she come on. That, obviously that's got everybody. Fired. Yes. That's everybody. I get it. If you like, I would threaten I, VD by putting my penis in his thermos, which drives me But the idea but was that you weren't, you weren't going to touch the edge. It wasn't. It was not going to touch any part of his thermos. It would just be, it would be like penis air inside of the thermos. Mm-hmm. I'm so like, it won't touch any parts that you actually consume the liquid. It is in the dead space, the vacuum of your thermos. Just drop it in there, touch nothing, yank it back out. And he's like, I would throw my thermos away. Yep. Like, all right. A doctor and nurse were secretly having an affair, and no one knew up until he got mauled by a bear on a rafting trip. The nurse was also on the rafting trip with him and saved his life. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn! How did you find out about the affair? Uh, I was mauled by a bear. Yep. Yeah. Big That's going to be my. I'm just going to say that for everything now. What's that? Got mauled by a bear? Yeah, like, how did that happen? Like, I got mauled by a bear. <laughs> Please don't ask me any more questions. Yep. And someone in a call center... I don't want to talk about it, dude. 
this makes sense being that it's a call center. Someone at a call center used the bathroom and smeared it all over the walls. The bathroom not open to the public. This was a, a business that... Yeah. You know, uh, so it had to be an employee. But no one fessed up. And the amount of people coming in and out of that job, no one was quite sure. Because people were leaving and coming on a daily basis. Yeah, that's not a job anyone ever seems to like. No. I haven't heard a good thing about that one. That happened at the pool, man. I, my, one of my buddies went in there to clean up the, the locker room. Thank God that we just hosed those places down there because he went in there in one of the few stalls that actually had a toilet in it. Somebody had gone in there and just started painting the walls, man. Really? Yeah. What, just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, I've never had, I've been angry. I've been super angry. I wanted to do something petty to get back at someone I never thought. I'm going to grab my own turds and draw with it. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I will come up with I'm anything else. I'm not sure he was all there, Steve. Oh, really? You think? <laughs> do you know who did it? I No, I have no idea who did it. Do you have suspicions? No. Really? No. Huh. No, my my buddy was the one that had to clean it up. I don't think it, it was nobody that anybody knew. He was just in there and he just started going off. Dude, when I worked at that terrible bar in College Park, there was one guy that would come in and drink like two beers and would just destroy the bathroom. Yeah. We just stopped serving him. Every time? Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. I mean, <laughs> he could, just couldn't hit the... I don't know. He just, it was like, I, he would come in, I guess, like after work. Cause it was right. like, but he would just, it would be awful every time. Like clogged or crap all over mm. the toilet. So it was me and a couple other guys that kind of always ran that happy hour shift. And I was like, it's a bar. We have the right to, re, you know, refuse service. Did you tell him why? No. <laughs> also, he sucked. Uh, okay. okay. And it pissed him off. So we, once we, once we really knew that, cause he yeah. would drink with other regulars and they were like, we're going to let Tom back in. Then it was like, well, never, because we didn't like him to begin with. Did you tell them why Tom was not invited back in? The cool ones. Okay. And they would laugh and go, yeah, man. Oh, they knew? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, sucked. Now, if you've ever gone to a, a corporate <laughs> event, oftentimes uh, shenanigans can happen at corporate events. As uh -huh. far as uh, you're traveling, maybe, or maybe you're just taking over a, a Marriott ballroom for a weekend, or whatever the deal is. People are sleeping in hotels. But you go to an event, and, you know, things do happen. This is not what anyone expected. A party for employees of a software company called Vistex. The entire software party ended in tragedy when the company's CEO was killed and its president was seriously injured. Now, this was obviously a freak accident. There were 700 people that were in attendance from Vistec at this party in India to celebrate Asia's 25th anniversary when the CEO, Sanjay Shah, of Chicago and President Raju Datla were lifted above the crowd in an iron cage during an aerial show for the crowd. Okay. So All they right. were either falling, being lowered down onto the stage. Like a couple lions? No. Yeah, basically, but that was their entrance. They were on a platform you're, you're and they were coming down. Tech CEO, your entrance must be grand. It must compete with Kiss or Cirque du Soleil. You can't just <laughs> yeah. walk onto a freaking stage, stand at the podium and talk. So wires holding the cage suddenly snapped, sending them in tumbling 20 feet. But the surface below was a concrete stage. Mm. Uh, Shaw, who founded Vistex in 1999, he di died at a hospital. And uh, Datlow was still reported to be in critical condition. A director of uh, Vistex alleges organizers of the event failed to implement adequate safety measures. You don't say. Police are investigating the accident. In addition to a lack of safety precautions, the director wrote in a, poli a police complaint, it took close to 15 to 20 minutes for the event organizers to arrange an ambulance to transport the two to a hospital. We had to transport Raju in our car. 
the flag at Vistex headquarters in Illinois flying at uh, half-staff. How does it take 15 to 20 minutes? It might take 15 or 20 minutes for them to get there, but not for you to arrange for it to be there. And I saw the video of this, and it's 700 people, like Miles said. It's like a ballroom or something. And these guys are kind of being introduced, and you hear them all cheering, as you're supposed to do when the big boss is coming in. And this thing just kind of snaps, and you see two bodies drop. And that is it. Yep. Yeah. Just walk on stage. Have you guys ever had, I know uh, death is a deep thing, but have you guys ever had any situation at work where you found out? The, the guy at Chi-Chi's, man. The, uh, it was a, he was a waiter. He was kind of a weird dude, nice dude, but he's the guy that uh, I'm working as a dishwasher. And he'd bring in the half-eaten food from whatever table he cleared. And he would always take a bite out of, you know, their half-eaten burrito. It was That's just what he did. It was mm. gross. But whatever. But he ended up dying at work at Chi-Chi's, man. Died at Chi-Chi's. That is not the way to go. Changing a fluorescent light above the dishwashing machine, but he's standing on a wet aluminum, like where you stack all the dishes. It's just a long aluminum table, and it's wet because that's where he washed the dishes. I don't know if there's a loose wire or what he touched, but uh, blacked out the restaurant, dropped down onto the table, dead. I mean, gone, brother. Right. The worst uh, one I remember. But they kept the restaurant open. When I was working at the AFL. Yep. Well, they, had, they had a lot of, well, right? They had a lot of construction going on in the building, right? It was like a massive deal. They, yeah. they hadn't redone this building since it was built in like the 50s or 60s or whatever. So the construction guys were always in there, right? And my mom ran, like, basically, her and her boss ran the building, okay. right? They ran the night crew, day crew, all that kind of stuff. You need something done for a party, they're getting it done. And they have, like, their own staff. So those construction guys were awesome. And one dude ran football cards and everything. He was just that guy. Like, if you look up, like, a construction foreman that everybody loves, including his crew, it's this guy. But, you know, they were those kind of guys. He went out deer hunting or something, and somebody not – I don't know if the guy wasn't paying attention how far away they were, but he caught caught a stray in the head, and it killed him. Jesus, man. He went out hunting and never came back. And that was a tough one because, I mean, he was – Maybe 50. Wow, man. Yeah. And that's one of those ones, too. Like, I didn't know him. We didn't know them well enough to, like, everybody went to the funeral, but you didn't go to all the service stuff beforehand. I don't know about you guys. It kind of, sometimes when somebody just dies and you don't see them, like, I I don't know how to explain it. It it bugs me more. Yeah, it does. Because you can almost, like, sometimes you'll see them. And it's right. like I know they're I know they're dead, but I I just I didn't go to any of the service. So I didn't. Right. You know. Those are I think the longest lasting employee at a radio station I worked with. I, my first full time job was Monday overnights through Saturday overnights. Mm-hmm. So my only night off was Sunday night. Right. Uh, this guy who worked at the radio station for twenty five thirty years, he only worked Sunday night on the overnight. So he, at ten o'clock on Sunday night, he did like a Grateful Dead or a psychedelic show okay. or, or something like that, and then he would. Work that until six o'clock on Monday morning. When well, the morning show, comes the morning in. show comes in, and now his he wanted to keep that one shift a week. That All was right. what he liked to do. He liked to do that show and and DJ that one shift. So I, I met the guy like twice because I, that was my first job working there. But I, I never saw that guy because Sunday night was my night. Right, right. I'm not getting near work. You know that was the only night no. I had off a week. I had seen him at like maybe one company party before that. Met him briefly. That was all I knew of him. One night, uh, uh, get a call from the morning guy, Tim Satterfield, and he said, hey, he said, because I live close to the station, he said, hey, uh, you know we have dead air. And I was like, I'm like, first of all, dude, it's it's three o'clock in the morning, and it's not my shift. You're calling me, and you're just you're you're not recognizing that this is I'm I'm not there. 
And he's like, all right, well, he's like, Dave lives closer. I'm going to see if, if Dave can go over there and knock on the door. So he called Dave. Dave wakes up. The same guy who got cheated. Oh, God, poor Dave. Dave wakes up. Jesus, man. Goes over there. <laughs> what did Dave do wrong in a past life? Well, everything. He tried to revive him. He had he had, he had been dead for about... They assume that he died based on the last CD that he had <laughs> in... And where the music, the music log as far as yeah. what you're playing. So they looked and said, okay, Van Halen Jump, that's what's in the in the disc player. That should have been played at about 2.35. And that's the last song. So... You know, they, they, they kind of figured out on a timeline when this guy had passed away. Dave did not do that right away. He did not recognize what was going on. So he immediately tried life-saving measures on him. <laughs> sure. For over, for over an hour and a half until, you know, the ambulance finally came. And he didn't know what to do. And that guy was, that guy was long gone. And so for the next three weeks, I worked seven days a week. <laughs> Until they found someone that could come in and cover the shift because no one wanted to work the Sunday over. Return of Who Sucks Last uh, coming up, and we've got your emails on the way next to the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just down. Download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 